listening to Community Rising, Shoreside's Environmental Stories. This podcast is a special project of Shoreside's and Working Narratives. Do you have a story from our coast that you would like to share? Contact us at info at shoresize.org. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Kayla Gilliams and I'm a reporter for Community Rising. Environmental justice communities in North Carolina are generally low-income communities of color that face disproportionate impacts and rates of disease from the state's environmental issues. When COVID-19 started to hit the state, it was clear that these were the communities that were going to be unduly vulnerable to the virus. So in this episode, I call Sherry White-Williamson, the Environmental Justice Policy Director at the North Carolina Conservation Network, to see what factors make these communities so vulnerable to the virus. If we look at um, communities that are considered environmental justice communities, and generally those communities are communities that are low income and communities that are of color, those communities tend to have uh, more facilities in their close locations that would further exacerbate conditions that they have. African-Americans tend to have the highest rates of diabetes, heart disease, um, obesity, cancer death, uh, smoking, and hypertension. Generally, they have um, housing that is of poor quality than, than other parts of the community or the town or the city that they may be located in. We've heard a lot in North Carolina about the problems with the meat processing and the poultry processing facilities. If those are in the community, then you've got air toxins that are being um, released from those facilities. If there is a major highway, it's more than likely that that major highway is going to traverse that community versus some other community. So there you've got folks who would be exposed to PM 2.5, which is uh, an air pollutant that if you already have a compromised uh, immune system with something like asthma, then that PM 2.5 is more likely to get into your system and to cause more problems for you, to create problems with breathing. So there are a lot of different facilities that might be placed around. These same communities are the ones who have less access to health care. Um, and so they become more vulnerable. So when you put that factor, add that factor into what we already know about COVID. People who have other pre-existing conditions are those people who tend to be more affected by COVID. Um, It's sort of a place where COVID can actually get in and create more problems and increase the level of disease. There was a recent study done um, out of Harvard that took a look at environmental justice communities, and they found that um, the higher levels of air pollution um, in communities of color and low-income communities are linked to about an 8% increase in the number of COVID deaths in those same communities. So there is definitely um, a link. It's not hard to um, identify. I think that part of that, there's a lot of research to that effect. I think the problem is that policymakers um, need to be willing to take the steps um, to reduce those um, those exposures and to reduce or change the way that decisions are made and to change the way that 
facilities are allowed to be placed in communities. You've been listening to Community Rising, Shoreside's Environmental Stories. This podcast is a special project of Shoreside's and Working Narratives. Do you have a story from our coast that you would like to share? Contact us at info at shoresize.org. Thank you for listening.